Hello, welcome to this Thursday evening episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Happy Thursday to you all. One day closer to Friday, another day closer to the weekend as we keep chugging along here in the month of June. Um, before we kick things off for today's episode, um, I do want to say some good news uh, for well for me personally with my family. Um, you know, me and my sister are not particularly close. You know, she's 20, I'm 22, and, you know, we're very, very different, live two very, very different lifestyles. Everyone knows I'm all into sports, a bunch of other stuff. You know, she's couldn't be the opposite. We're just basically polar opposites. But she did get into Temple University today, so she'll be attending there in the fall. It's not Virginia Tech, but, you know, it'll do. And, you know, when we get to go move her up, and I'll just go get myself a cheesesteak because I know the best spot in town there uh, for cheesesteaks. I think it's like 15 minutes outside where I was born uh, this in the city. So, um, yeah, just wanted to share that. I'm really, really excited uh, for my sister, even though we're not particularly close as some other siblings are. But with that said, we'll just get into today's episode. We'll have the Back to the Future uh, segment that'll come in the next one or the one after that. I haven't really decided. You know, we're just going to kind of wing it today. But we will start with the Hall of Fame stuff. You know, congratulations to Penguins legend Jerome McGinley. Um, I know he didn't play here for too long, but it was still a lot of fun to watch Jerome McGinley in a Penguins jersey, even though they put him on his oft wing. I will never forgive Dan Bosma for doing that stupid, stupid thing. I remember that line was Jerome McGinley of Genny Malkin and James Neal. It was like, why? Like, why are you doing this? Uh, and on top of that, they just they moved um, James Neal to the right wing when he's a left shot. So I just, Dan Bosma screwed that over so bad. But anyway, still. Congratulations, Jerome McGinley, um, one of the best players I ever grew up watching. Um, he was just magnificent as, as a flame. Now, I know, of course, he played for a couple other teams too besides the Penguins, but, you know, what a career he had. Very well deserved that he got in. Uh, Marion Hosa also got in. Congratulations to him. You know, I said that the other day. I wouldn't be too surprised if Hosa got in. He would have been um, the guy I think I would have had potentially getting in next year, but still, Marion Hosa, one of the more underrated players. Um, from the 2010s, from the 2000s, um, one of the best two-way players. I honestly, I grew up watching. I know he's going to be mostly known for doing what he did in Chicago, but still, man, that that run that he had with the Penguins was just so much fun. I know, I know exactly where I was. I can still remember it with the overtime goal against the New York Rangers in 2008. I was right next to my mom, and she went crazy because, of course, the Penguins got to the Eastern Conference Final for the first time since I believe it was what 2000. Excuse me, 2000, 2001. That was the year they um, beat the Sabres with Darius Kasparaitis' magic. And then, of course, they lost to the Devils in the conference final four games to one. So still, that was a long time coming. My mom, I remember just her going absolutely crazy. So still, congratulations to Marion Hossa. Um, a job well done. One of my favorite players ever growing up watching. I still wish we could have gotten one more season with Marion Hossa. But y- y'all got to admit, it was really, really fun. <laughs> To watch him be pissed off and sad when the Penguins won the Stanley Cup the next year against his Red Wings in Detroit. You know, just kind of like a big fuck you, I guess, to Hosa for not signing that one-year deal that the Penguins offered him. I think it was a one-year deal. I I might have been wrong, but I know they offered him a contract, but he took a one-year deal with Detroit before um, going to Chicago and then spending the rest of his NHL career before he had to retire. But still, you know, I'll always wish that. I know some Penguins fans still hold Hosa, not to a high level, I should say. You know, they still really don't like him, but um, I'll always love and respect Marion Hosa. I mean, just watching him, that whole playoff run was just spectacular. And I, like I said, I still wish we could have gotten a little bit more of Marion Hosa. 
But, you know, he he actually thanked the Penguins. He was Apparently, Seth Rawbaugh said he, in a conference call yesterday, that Hosa said he was thrilled to play for the Penguins because he was a huge fan of Mario Lemieux growing up. So, yep, pog champ there for Marion Hosa. Um, the big thing is, you know, with this Hall of Fame class, I mean, Kevin Lowe. I mean, r- really, Hockey Hall of Fame? Are we really doing this? Guy didn't even have 500 points for his initial career. Oh, and then the people are going to come out. Oh my God, he won six Stanley Cups. Okay, sure, he did win six Stanley Cups. But I mean, I don't really judge Stanley Cups when I look at Hall of Famers. I I also look at what they did individually more than what they did as a team. Well, on his team, I should say. And, you know, not even getting 500 points. And he's still getting in over guys like Daniel Alfredson, Ron Pridnamore, both players who had over 1,000 points and who I think were better players than him. And this guy's still getting in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Um, uh, okay, I mean, that, that's all I can say. You know, I know I was tweeting about it a bunch yesterday, but that's just, that's weak if you ask me. That's stupid. Um, another one, you know, we had Alexander Mogilny did not get into the Hockey Hall of Fame. You know, we all had the people come out. Yeah, you know, they're against the Russians. And, you know, I think for a while that they honestly, that is true. You know, I think for a while that they had this anti-Russian bias or whatever what was going on. I still think maybe that is a little bit today. But I think he should he should get in pretty soon. I know I said the other day I would probably put him in the Hall of Very Good. You know, I honestly didn't do a deep dive of his statistics. And then when I did, you know, I quickly realized that I was an idiot like normal. And, yeah, that this guy should be in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Um, he's been getting snubbed, I think, for a little bit now, but hopefully he gets in pretty soon. You know, I just, I still can't get over Kevin Lowe. Uh, Doug Wilson got in. I, I'm not too, like, mad about that one. He was actually a pretty decent player in his own right. At least he actually produced it well enough to get into the Hockey Hall of Fame. But we will say congratulations to Kim St. Pierre, the goaltender for Hockey Canada. She won three Olympic gold medals, five world championships with the Canadian women's hockey team. Absolutely outstanding. Um, she 100% deserves to be in the Hockey Hall of Fame. And she's also the first um, female goaltender inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. But, I mean, that, she will not be the last, I assure you that. And also, rest assured, there will be plenty more women getting into the Hockey Hall of Fame in the near future. I believe she was only the eighth women to get inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. I can't wait to see so many more of these outstanding players that played internationally and in their other leagues to get inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame because they truly do deserve it. Um, eight women, it's just, that, that's way too low. It has to change, and um, I really do think moving forward it is going to change, and we're going to get plenty more of all those outstanding women players into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Because I remember I was watching the Olympics, those last Winter Olympics, that that gold medal game between Canada and the United States, that was one of the best hockey games that I have ever watched. It was truly spectacular. Both contenders I remember were making just outstanding saves. I know it went to a shootout and that decided the gold medal, which I know a lot, not a lot of people are a fan of, but man, that, that, that shootout was just unbelievable. And, you know, hopefully with Kim St. Pierre getting into the Hockey Hall of Fame, this just drives more interest into women's hockey as a whole because, like I said, it really is outstanding to watch. But also, I mean, I did forget um, the last time, of course, for this day in Penguins history. On this day in 2014, everyone, the Penguins named Mike Johnston the head coach of the Pittsburgh Penguins and also Rick Tockett was named the assistant coach. We all know how bad that would go for Mike Johnston as he was fired after only about a season and a half. Just, ugh. He was he was just absolutely awful in every uh, aspect. I remember, I think it was what Mike Darnay 
of Pennsburg that had the article that basically said he was basically tasering people <laughs> during practice. And I remember people, like, all these reporters ran with it. They're like, oh, my God, like, this is true. This is true. This is true. And it was just like, no, Mike just made it up. But still, that was honestly the, the best moment that came of the Mike Johnston era. Oh, also when he had, he just had the same face after, like, every goal that was scored, whether it was for the Penguins or against them, he would just stand there with basically a blank face. And it was just like, dude, get the hell out of this city already. But also, this day in 1980, happy birthday to Sebastian Caron. I remember he was the backup goaltender to Marc-Andre Fleury in, I believe, 2009, if I'm not mistaken. Also, uh, Greg Millen, today's his birthday. Happy birthday to him. And I think that's basically it for this day in Pittsburgh Penguins history. But I just want you guys to remember, uh, Built Bars are absolutely awesome. They're protein bars that taste like a candy bar, 16 amazing flavors, 8 chocolate nut flavors, 8 chocolate nut free flavors. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. My favorite flavor is still the peanut butter brownie. 20 grams of protein, 170 calories, 3 grams of sugar, 3 grams of net carbs. We still have that offer. You can go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get $10 off your first order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Oh, I did forget one uh, person that goes in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Ken Holland as a builder, not as a player, as a builder. Um, you know, anytime you can induct a GM of Ken Holland's pedigree, you know, you just got to do. You know, this is the guy that signed, uh, you know, Darren Helm to that really, really bad extension. He kind of just screwed the Red Wings over, especially when he left and kind of mini retired before he went to Edmonton. And now Steve Eisman has to dig out of that mess. I, I think Steve Eisman is going to do a really good job. In Detroit, I think he's one of the better GMs in hockey. You know, he needs to fire Jeff Blaschel first. I don't know why he's keeping him, but still. Ken Holland, you know, like I said, when you got to induct Ken Holland into the Hall of Fame for kind of screwing over the Red Wings, you just got to do it. And yes, I know he did a bunch of good stuff with the Red Wings before that, but still, his, his latter years with that franchise were, in one word, bad. Just, just, just very, very bad. But, okay, moving on now from the Hockey Hall of Fame stuff. Um... We are getting some announcements about some of the hub, the hub cities pretty soon. It looks like Vancouver is officially out, as just according to about 30 minutes ago of this recording. The Canucks basically released a statement, and it reads, We sincerely thank Premier Horgan, Minister Baer, Dr. Bonnie Henry, and their teams for their incredible support as we worked through the opportunity to host NHL teams in Vancouver. It has been a collaborative effort from the beginning with the NHL and all parties involved throughout the entire process, said Trent Carroll, who was basically the COO. From the beginning, our goal was to help the NHL get hockey back on the ice, we could although vancouver won't be a hub city we're still excited to see hockey start up again now we look forward and are very excited to welcome our canucks players back for training camp at rogers arena in the coming weeks an exciting finish to the season is just around the corner and we can't wait to drop the puck well you know that's if the season is around the corner and if training camp starts on july 10th because with the way this coronavirus is spiking across the country who knows honestly what's going to happen they could potentially push training camp back so like i said Columbus is out, Pittsburgh is out, Vancouver is out, so it's looking like right now, I think definitely Vegas is going to be one, I've talked about that on this podcast many times, about how it really doesn't make any sense with how the COVID spikes are really, really happening there, well, I'm not going to touch on that again since you guys know my thoughts, it looks like it's going to be Vegas, and I think they're really, really trying to get Edmonton and tomorrow, well, one of them to host be the other host hub city. I mean, you all know what I would do. I would just do Edmonton for the West teams, Toronto for the East teams. But, you know, the NHL might just go full NHL here and be like, hey, guys, have the East teams come to Vegas, but the West teams go to Edmonton. Well, that's just that's just, that's just the NHL for you. 
they don't really know how to make these kind of decisions. So uh, I'm not going to really expect anything different. But what all they also could do, which you know I guess makes sense. You know they can have if they really want to have Las Vegas be a hub city. You know you can host the West teams there, and then you can host the East teams in Toronto. It's honestly really not that big of a deal. I know the NHL is going to be like, well, you know we don't want Vegas to play on their home rink, or same with Toronto. We don't want Toronto to play on their home rink, so let's just flip flop them. That would be so stupid. I really, really, really do not want to watch games on a Western time zone. I would very much prefer, I mean, if this happens, of course, I would very much prefer if the game started at a Eastern time, which was what Toronto would be. But yeah, so it looks like we are nearing, we're getting close, I would say, to an announcement for the Hub Cities. It could come next week. There's also something uh, from Elliot Freeman today that I actually did find really interesting. He said on National Network today, I was always told to prepare for triple headers on a daily basis for the return to play. I've been told that as it stands right now, the last possible day of the Stanley Cup final is October 5th. So yeah, we're just going to have a game at 12 o'clock. Then we're going to have a game at 3 o'clock. Then we're going to have a game at 6 o'clock. Or they could do this at, you know, 1 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 3, 6, 9, who knows. But um, yeah, so if, if... this happens and we do get the return to play um yeah guys get ready for watching games while you're at work i guess that would be kind of interesting you know i was always used to um, back when i was in high school middle school i would have the march madness app on well back in middle school i had my ipod touch when those were a thing god that feels like ancient times ago and then of course when i had my iphone in high school you know i would just load up the games on there and we i would sit around at the lunch table with my friends and we would just like watch the games we would have our brackets out looking trying to circle to see if we got the ones um that we predicted are right or wrong you know it's not going to be like that but i just i really don't hope like the angel doesn't try to make this like march madness because you know it's not march madness but still Get ready, guys, to watch some hockey while you guys are working. That is a perfect opportunity to use up some sick days for your work, use up some vacation days. Um, if you're not at home, of course. If you're working from home, you know, you can just turn it on while you work, which is, you know, what I would do. But um, I think for the job that I'm probably going to start in a couple of weeks, that, that job won't let me stay at home. It's basically like a like a lifeguarding thing, I think, across the street. So that, that'll keep me busy for a couple of months before I really, really uh, look for a full-time job as sports come back. And also, you know, if this Stanley Cup final is the last possible day for it on October 5th, you know, that just, I think with that, they're probably trying to start the next season, what, Christmas, January 1st with the Winter Classic. I think that's probably potentially the best way to do it. I really don't think they're going to try to do it around Thanksgiving. That's only a month and a half of an offseason, especially after a grueling two-month Stanley Cup playoffs. So I think, I guess they're looking at January 1st for that. I mean, that's just, that's just my guess. I mean, they could, they could potentially do it for early December. But I think starting it off with the Winter Classic, if that would happen um, with the Stanley Cup Final ending on October 5th, I think that would make a lot of sense in my opinion. I think that's it today for news around the league. Oh, well, one, one more thing. Uh, so NHL Seattle, so they have their arena. So it's going to be called the Climate Pledge Arena. So very, very interesting name. Apparently um, Amazon actually purchased the naming rights to it. So, you know, they just felt like na- calling it whatever the hell they wanted. Well, because, you know, it's Amazon. And I think I did see an announcement. I think it was either today or the other day that I think they're potentially going to be announcing uh, the name of the Seattle franchise in potentially the next couple of weeks, which would be absolutely outstanding. I've been wanting to see what the name for that franchise is going to be for a long time. I really hope it's something around along the lines of the Kraken. I was I was seeing a couple of jokes when they renamed the uh, this arena for the NHL Seattle team. Oh, this is why the Supersonics left Seattle <laughs> from a long time ago. I thought that was really really funny to read, but still a very very interesting name 
to name the arena. I guess Amazon is, you know, like I said, Amazon's being Amazon. They can do whatever the hell they want if they purchase the naming rights to it because they're such a monster company. But with that said, the Locked On Podcast Network stands against racism and social injustice. That's why we, the hosts, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. And in the month of June, Locked On is matching the total of all host donations up to an additional $10,000. To make your own donation along with us, please visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash Black Lives Matter. All right, so we're back here for this episode of Locked On Penguins. We'll just do a quick little segment here on our Back to the Future theme for this week. Um, had some interesting ideas that popped into my head as I was doing this and be- well before I started recording. So um, here's a good one. So in the next five, well, five to ten years from now, will the Penguins' goal song be different? Um, yes, I-, I really do think it will be. The-, the-, the jump around is just, I'm not, I'm honestly, I'm not too big of a fan of it. I think they're going to change it at some point. You know, maybe they'll go back to Party Hard. You know, I, I like Party Hard. Everyone loves Party Hard. If you don't love Party Hard, I think you're just not human, to be honest with you. Or, you know, they could go back to the one that they did during the 2008 runs for the Penguins, 2009, 2010, the goal song that they had for that. Uh, I'm not going to repeat it because I know it's going to sound really, really bad. Well, honestly, I can just find one on YouTube right now real quick. Um, Okay, here we go. Um, I guess I'll just play this for about a few seconds. Um, If it's loud, I apologize. But this is is the goal song that I would really like them to go back to because I just – I remember doing this as a kid so often. Okay, yeah, I guess we're done with that. But um, yeah, that that was that was honestly my favorite one. I honestly preferred that over Party Hard, and I love Party Hard. But still, um, I think they are going to have a different goal song. Um, Party on Fifth Avenue. I know a lot of people have petitioned for that. You know, Mac Miller, we love you. Rest in peace, man. Um, that would that would be an awesome goal song. I'm trying to think of more other good goal songs that the Penguins could use. Um, you know, they're, they're not. I, I do like the. I like it. I love it. I think that. Um, Nashville does with Tim McGraw, but you know that's a country song, so that really doesn't fit the Penguins. But yeah, you know, honestly, I should we should I should just do like a whole episode uh, of this. Well, not a whole episode, but maybe like a segment where I think of like actual goal songs that the Penguins could use, uh, maybe before the season starts up, and maybe I can bring on Cam or someone like that, or Jeff or Chad or maybe Josh to see what they would think. But yeah, five years from now, I don't think jumping around is going to be the Penguins. Goal song, absolutely not. Now, will they have the same goal horn five to ten years from now? Yes, that thing is not going away anytime soon. That has been the Penguins' goal horn for as long as I can remember. I absolutely love it. Um, I do wish they would use the the jam siren more. Um, That's, of course, what people call it on Penguins Twitter, uh, the the siren that they play to get everyone, you know, revved up. And that was, I think, the... um, was that the Penguins' goal horn back in the '90s, or, or was that their goal song? It was it was one of the two. But you know, they, they used to play it a lot more back then, either way. And I wish they would play it more now, but still, I do like that they play it to get the crowd revved up. It will be pretty cool if they brought that back as the horn one day. I honestly think that would that would be absolutely hysterical. But I don't really think they will. I think the Penguins will still have the same goal horn um, as they have for a very long, long time. Um, what else? Um, will Iceberg still be the mascot in five to ten years? Yeah, I don't really think the Penguins are going to change that mascot anytime soon. Iceberg has been there. Um, like, uh, it's also he's also been there for as long as I can remember. Yeah, he he's not going anywhere. He's he's loved by a lot of people. You know, we love Iceberg. 
Also, just for you know, for shits and giggles, is Jack Johnson going to be here in five years? Uh, no, Jack Johnson will not be a penguin in five years. You know, he probably will not be a penguin in three years. He honestly might not be a penguin next season. So yeah, we won't have to worry about Jack Johnson hopefully for too much longer. Hopefully, we don't have to worry about him after this season. I wish, I wish that you know he wouldn't play in the return to play. Um, 2014 playoff, like, you know, we all know he's going to play over you, Sylvie for whatever reason, but um, that's a discussion for another day. Oh, here's a good one. In five years, is Jim Rutherford still the, the GM of the Penguins? I'm going to go no. I think he's going to retire in the next five years. I know he loves doing this. You know, he never, he doesn't really put an expiration date on anything. You know, I, I read all the articles from Josh Yowie and Seth Roarbaugh and all the other Penguin beat writers that uh, write about Jim Rutherford. And, you know, he just, he seems to be having the time of his life here. And, but, you know, I think there will be a, a time that comes in the next five years where he calls it quits um, and some, someone will take over. Probably not Jason Botterill, but it'll be hopefully someone out potentially outside the organization that comes in. Also in five years, will the Penguins fan base get any smarter um, when it comes to goaltenders? Uh, no, they really, really will not because I'm sure a bunch of them will continue to ride Marc-Andre Fleury and, you know, all of his past accomplishments and all that while not giving Matt Murray any credit. You know, just, it was just yesterday. This this just really honestly pisses me off. You know, the Penguins tweet out a picture from Matt Murray on Instagram, like saying, oh yeah, like him and his wife are expecting a kid. And we got people from this fan base, now start Tristan Jari in the playoffs. Oh, like, can Matt Murray make a save? And it's just like, you people are honestly miserable freaking humans. And it's, it's it's disgusting. Please don't be an asshole for the sake of being an asshole. I'm tired of reading those posts under the Penguins Twitter. Anytime something Matt Murray related comes up, the, the way this fan base or a bunch of this fan base treats Matt Murray is honestly just gross. And it's just like, it really pisses me off. You know, there's a reason why people, you know, that are not Penguins fans say, oh yeah, like the Penguins fan base is pr- uh, pretty bad for a bunch of it. Well, you know, I mean, they're not wrong when people, you have people like that just being idiots. But for those that listen to this podcast, you are the good portion of the Penguins fan base. I absolutely love you all. But we'll have one more here for the next five years for our Back to the Future theme before we call it a night. And we'll get back on this tomorrow. And that is, will the sellout streak still be alive for PPG Paints Arena in the next five years? Um, for all for those that uh, do not know, the Penguins have had a sellout streak ever since uh, PPG Paints Arena um, opened in 2011. Actually, Pardon me. It was 2010 because it was the fall of 2010 going into 2011. I'm a complete moron. But so ever since that first game there, I believe that was against the Philadelphia Flyers or the Flyers beat them in the inaugural opening for the arena. And ever since then, you know, the Penguins have had a monster sellout streak. If I can actually find um, the sellout streak of what it is right now, I think it's online at that PittsburghHockey.net where I actually just visited um, is it going to announce? Okay, so 609 consecutive sellouts the Penguins have had at PPG Paints Arena. Then that's since, of course, like I said, 2010. Um, will this be going on in five more years from now? Hell, even 10 more years from now? You know, I'm going to say yes. I really think that sellout streak is going to go on for a long time. Um, honestly, until probably Sidney Crosby or Kenny Malkin retired. Then, then the streak may break. And of course, Chris Letang as well. Then, you know, like I said, it's probably is when it's going to go. But um, I think that will do it for this episode of Locked On Penguins. I hope you guys um, enjoyed this one. We got to talk about the Hockey Hall of Fame. And, you know, this Back to the Future theme is really fun. I like coming up with these new ideas. And, of course, you know, we're getting closer to the hub cities. But I will leave you with this, you know, for next year for the Hockey Hall of Fame vote. Induct more outstanding women players into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Please, 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 a thousand times over. 
and hopefully with more coming in next year, they can also go in with Yaramir Gagher, who will be eligible next year for the Hockey Hall of Fame, but will he still be playing? Stay tuned. If he's not playing, he's 100% getting in, and there will also be a jersey retirement in PBG Paints Arena um, if he does announce his retirement. So Penguins fans have that to look forward to as well for Yarmir Yager. But, you know, like I said, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Locked on Penguins. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode, and I will talk to you all then.